understand. Where do we bridge the medical world with the lifestyle world and all things in between? We have an awesome group of people here today. Uh, we're going to be talking about, again, sport, cannabis and sport. We've got uh, Angelina here who's like massive, you know, I don't know. I was going to bring a mat so she could kick me and then I changed my mind. And I got Nate. I was thinking maybe he's going to stick me in like some, I don't know, other weird lock thing. And altogether, I'm like, this is a bad idea. But either way, they're going to be, uh, they're going to be talking about, okay, we're going to talk about cannabis and, uh, and sport and cannabis athletics and bringing uh, healthy options to the edible world. And that'll be interesting because we also have Rena here, who's a chef. <clears throat> who you know, I don't know. Do you bake? I do. She, but she doesn't. Does you bake anything healthy? <laughs> do you bake or do you <laughs> just get baked? And we got Anthony who's here from uh, Hamilton Vape Lounge. Yeah. And we're going to uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about all things all things today. But we're gonna start off. With oh, and of course, how could I forget Tyler, who didn't even want to be here today? Actually, Tyler's like, oh, you know, I have to be somewhere at six o'clock today. He said yep. to me, "I'm like, do you got a job? Do you have a yeah, job?" Been here since eight thirty. I went through clinic, and now I'm doing That's this. Very nice. I'm happy you. to do this. It's just yeah. I wanted to call. <laughs> what are you? Are you happy? I'm very happy to do this. I just needed to call patients before I. Started. Okay, That's fine. That's all. I just want well, to do that. I did that. We're all good. Patients are happy. Patients are happy. That's all that counts. Right? Look, I'm David glad I'm home. On us. <laughs> and we got Lucas, who's our videographer, doing sound over there. And of course, producing the show, we've got Al, who's on the other side of this Bose. Hey, Al. Hi, how are you? I'm good. So I'm Al home. brought up some good things. We're actually, before we get started with everybody and their damn phones. That's mine's down. Yeah, if, if you guys have you're a look live. at this and you're right, we're live. And we've got 15 different phones. Oh, Thank phone. you. Thank you. I think we need to start with an arm wrestle for space, though. I think we already called oh, that. Yeah, out. we'll do yeah, it. You no, all right. All right. Before left. Well, I'll go left-handed. Listen to her. Listen. I'll go yeah. left-handed. I'll, 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 I'll try left-handed. Can I use your change? Is that fine? Yeah. yeah okay. Oh, God. She, so I think that's how we're going to start off okay. and then we'll get into the news we're going to jockey for position here i don't know I've, I've been watching this netflix series called formula one it's crazy did you watch that bobby it's got me great. To watch it. oh it's formula awesome one. what a, and i never watched oh, yeah. race. like who yeah. ever watches racing <laughs> it just sounds loud <laughs> <laughs> our videos, our videos. it was boring but this is not boring but i want to get to al was just talking about what's going on in the hamilton area right now um <sighs> with all the raids and also the you know, the police not caring about things. I don't know. And Jack Lloyd talking. I want to know all that stuff. We everybody needs to know this stuff. Yep. Uh, so that'll be our news before we get started. Uh, or maybe we'll do the news at the end. But either way, I want to see this damn arm wrestle. So this is where we're gonna do. I'd rather clinch them, really. Uh, oh, right. that's, really fair, that's not even fair. I, I get. I'll get in a clinch. Like you have good. <laughs> Stick me in the clinch. <laughs> I'm down. Yo, I'm going to reverse the wrong. I don't know. Pin me at the yeah, yeah. I don't I'm, think there's enough workers comp. All right, there. I got the story posted. We're good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, you guys are going to arm wrestle. You're not arm wrestling. Yeah, you're not arm wrestling me. Look at you. No, I'll kick your ass. You're not arm wrestling. You're not? I'm not. What do you mean? I'm not my martial arts. I'm not good at arm wrestling. Can I kick him? Only Can if I, I get to kick back four times. Right. <laughs> <laughs> one kick. One kick. 
can you stand there and she'll give just kick you once? Oh, sure. No. No, that's not fair. I need a new six. You know what, Angelina's kid? <laughs> she'll break your reach in like a heartbeat. Look, I understand. Poor guy. I Nate, you always, like, Nate, like MMA guy fights all over the world and we're worried about her kick. He could so, hurt you me... more with his toes than I could with my kick. Well, so how about you take one kick like, from me and one toe from me? Like ticklish? Like a toe kick? I don't mean a shit. Ever. It's a stab. That's not me. Put this thing closer to you. I just have crippled toes, so now they say they're mad. I was like, I don't use them as a knife. I don't know. My my wife tells me my toenails are like sharp, so they're I'm like they're like you know, and you're all snoogled up. They're like cutting into you. Wow, that's so hard. Really? So you got a toe kick? Is it like a? Is it a flick? Oh, oh, like, stab. You stab with what do you stab? Like can you demonstrate? Yeah, yeah, we want to see her toe kick. Oh, oh, no, 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 don't hurt anybody. I'm scared. I'm scared. Look, look, he's on. Oh. Okay, because I Look. felt it. Me too. Oh, 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 wow. Oh, my first oh, 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 my God. Oh, hey. Give me this one. <laughs> you go up. You go up now. Thank you. Wow. Oh, my God. There's oh. some clickbait. Use that right. clickbait. So, okay. So for everybody, that just missed what happened, Nate literally just did like this toe kick yeah. thing into like a Tyler, and he's got this big red mark. <laughs> and I heard it. I felt it. I got Me a headache thing from it. Right on. I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't have stood there for it. You're. I give you. I was ready. Tyler, hey. you are forever. The co-host of this show. <laughs> All right, Al. What am I going to do next? More, more like <laughs> guinea pig. Or right, guinea pig. Okay, Al. Can you just before I, I actually I want to I want to tell the people who are at least watching in the beginning before they shut it off. What just happened in Hamilton? You just sent me a you sent me a clip of um, and a link of something about the premier saying there are too many dispensaries in Hamilton. And they all need to be shut down. And then you said there was something about Jack Lloyd getting on the news or talking to somebody about something that had to do with cannabis. What are you talking uh, about? I mean, uh, most people who know Jack Lloyd, he's very passionate about uh, medical marijuana. And uh, the last couple of weeks, the police have been going full bore, shutting down what are medical cannabis uh, dispensaries. Um, and then all of a sudden, Mr. Ford opens up his yap and he's basically pointing a finger going, go and do something. Uh, and every time they close something to whom the, the dispensaries, uh, he wants them shut down. Uh, he says that there are, but so this article here is a response from the Hamilton police department basically saying, wait a minute, Mr. Ford, there's not 50 
odd stores. There's sure. 12 now, maybe 15. Right. Okay. Right. Um, so you've got the Premier of Ontario slapping around the, the police department in Hamilton, and the Hamilton Police Department are basically saying these shops are illegal. We don't care about the, the Superior Court injunction that's in place in Hamilton. We're going to arrest everybody and shut everybody down. You guys can figure it out in court. Now, I know I don't know what Jack has submitted, but I know that he has submitted some things and he's got the ball rolling and I'm going to have him on my show sometime soon again and, and all that. But, I mean, it's, it's like the wild, wild west in, in, in a city that was once being called the Mecca of cannabis in Canada because at one time at one time there were there were more cannabis dispensaries in Hamilton Ontario than there was Tim Hortons right so let me ask you a question and you guys I'll open this up I know okay. this is still part of the news we haven't don't worry we've got lots to talk about <laughs> but uh, this is important news happening right now <clears throat> so my question to you is that I, I know that you know we, we you may have we all have our opinions of Doug Ford but he also did come in and, and, and uh, allow privatization of cannabis shops in Ontario certainly they have look at Rena looking at me like I'm not, <laughs> she's like oh, what do you say now he did hold on now sure we're in the first iteration and there was some ridiculous like uh what's it called when you put lottery that you know that only that some random no no name people that nobody knew and all of a sudden well all the big wigs come out and they bought them off these guys or they you partnered with them. But at the end of the day, he legalized, he allowed privatization and the, he allowed capital markets for, uh, for cannabis in Ontario. And I think that is a good thing. Uh, now are dispensaries illegal? Certainly they're illegal. Uh, should they be shut down? They probably should have been regulated more than just <laughs> shut down. But I think, and I think we already spoke about that. We've beat that one down. Yep. But <clears throat> the thing that gets me the most is that I met with uh, I met with with council when they came out with this lottery idea. I met with uh, you know uh, should I mention council members' names? Sure, yeah. I mentioned I met with Jason Farr. Farr. Yeah. Um, I met with him and he was super happy with the dispensary model. He was a big proponent. He was like he's probably the the dispensary model's number one proponent. He basically said you know we like our dispens. I was trying to pitch him like. We need to regulate these things. And he's like, why? I mean, well, they don't cause any problems and everybody likes them. We just get we've had literally one complaint from one person over and over again from all of our dispensaries. <clears throat> and it's always the same person over and over again. So yeah. otherwise, they they they're productive to our community and uh, we like them here. Then all of a sudden now we're seeing these things turn around. And that's when can when all these dispensaries in Hamilton were popping up left and right. Some of them definitely were not regulated. Well, none of them were really definitely you know, like regulated appropriately. Mm -hmm. You know, there were some that tried to regulate themselves. And I appreciate that because <clears throat> what they're trying to do is, you know, we test our product. Here's the testing. Here's like here's the ingredients. They're very transparent. And that's the important stuff. But then all of a sudden we get this this thing out there and I don't know what to make of it. I don't know if it I'm sort of stuck on the fence. Is it a good thing that we're closing down the dispensaries? Um, we don't have any stores. We have no store. We have one store. The Hello <laughs> Cannabis guys are opening up that Dundas. store. Dundas. 
Right. It's not even Hamilton. They I opened. Mean, they, 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 they were open the other day in Burling, Bur, uh, Burlington on the first, I think. Well, I will say Hamilton. Hamilton. Round seven hundred thousand. One store for seven hundred thousand people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Dundas is considered Hamilton. It's still Hamilton. It's just it's still Hamilton. It's all Hamilton now. Even yeah. Flamber, all those. I know things. they call it Hamilton, but, but it's not. Hamilton I do agree with you yeah. that Hamilton didn't get any yeah. stores aside like from the an one hour. in Dundas. There's and there's still. I mean, I spoke to you know. <laughs> they're still under construction yeah. for a long time. So I, God knows, and they're opening right next to the uh, liquor store or the beer store down in Dundas. Uh, anyway, so doesn't seem right. That me. it doesn't seem so so Here, right. Get your cannabis and your alcohol, and get your car. Yeah, yeah. doesn't seem it doesn't so right. Seem right. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. That's my news. We'll get back to the news in the last ten minutes and have Tyler talk about the news. I want to get right into uh, the people that we have here because uh, Nate's falling asleep on me. <laughs> and he just smoked a blunt and he's uh, half sleeping. I tried I giving him. Like Speaking, nobody's I ever going to hear like you. <laughs> Do you, you look like that when you walk into a fight? Always. Good for you. Actually, that's great. I look like this. You saw he walked into that kick. That was so unassuming. It was. That was a good little. It's still hurting. This guy's going to play that. I blocked a shot last night in hockey, and I have a freaking bruise like this on my spine. Really? Yeah. We won. We're in the finals. Finals. Keep that thing closer to you. All right. Close enough. That's close enough. Um, let's start with uh, Angelina. Hi. Tell me about you. So tell us about tell us about what you do, where you came from, what you're. You, so I'll just tell you what I know. Okay, go. Is that you're like a kick-ass martial artist? Thank you, sir. Who's been in fighting Muay Thai like worldwide in European, not European. Where is Asia? Asia. In Asia, huh? I'm horrible with geography. We've been through this before. Thailand's in Europe. Yeah, Thailand's in Europe. Shut up. Just a short flight. Is, totally is cool. it? I don't know. No. I have no idea. Is it close? It's not. Close. Not even close. Not, not even, even close. a little bit. Twenty no. hours away. Yeah. From where? From here. From here. Well, it's like twelve hours to or sixteen hour flight to Hong Kong, and then another four hours to Bangkok. Can you talk into your mic? I, I could. It doesn't have to be. You can move. Can we adjust that? <laughs> can move that? You can move it any way you want. Just so that we, uh, that it's pretty directional and, uh, I can just break it. Lucas was late. <laughs> Lucas was late today, so uh, we're gonna. Everything is so all I, over should the Should I place. mean Molly stands beside me? I, yeah, you should. You know, I uh, I trained Muay Thai once. Good job. Once, <laughs> one day. No, I trained. Uh, yeah, I trained. Well, it's David Rosenberg. I remember that guy in Toronto. He was trained some pride fighters, and I was training with him for a while. I have, <clears throat> I do all different kind of stuff. You do now. martial arts. Yeah, since I was about eight. Okay. Not too long. You still like to kick and punch? Yeah, I kick, punch, grapple. Oh, let's do all that sparring. Stuff. <laughs> but I do different stuff. Now I'm just, now I just, that's, it's not a sport anymore. Now it's like, ah, you just smile, you're dead. You know, that's just, that's how it works. I don't sport fight. <laughs> I don't fight for sport. I, okay. You know, it's, but not like you. Not like you. I don't fight like you. I'm, I'm retired now, but. Okay, but tell me. Okay. Tell me about you. All I know is that you're this kick-ass martial artist. We sat on a panel together. That was our first time meeting. It was. And, I was stoked. And you were, and now, and then I find out you do edibles, <laughs> but you do healthy. You're bringing something new to the world. And, uh, and yeah, so tell me about you, where you came from, all this stuff. Go. I uh, started training Muay Thai about 14 years ago. Who are you? Who am I? I'm Angelina Blessed. Yes. So I run a, I am the uh, founder. That's of, not really your last name. Is no, it? it is not. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to introduce her last name just in case. Like, I don't know. <laughs> just, uh, keep All it right. simple. 
And I started a company about five years ago called Blessed Edibles. And Blessed was born out of uh, many years of uh, Muay Thai training. And I was just looking for an alternative of a way that I could get some rest and be able to continue training without taking uh, the painkiller sort of route. What do, you, what do you mean you just came up with the name Blessed? Was that no, the idea? No, this or? wasn't an idea. This wasn't me trying to come up with a company. This was just me trying to find a way to help myself. Okay. So the whole blessed thing came a few years in when we kind of just, I needed a name and I tried to think about what my direction was. So uh, 13 years of going to Thailand every winter, uh, taking fights, uh, getting blessed by the monks every time before oh, you go, right. uh, just kind of started the entire thing. That's interesting. Five years ago. So you're still fighting five years ago? Yeah, my last fight was two years ago in Mexico. Wow. I know you want to say my age. No, I will I won't I won't say your age. <laughs> but uh, but what I'll say is like that's insane. I'm pretty crazy. No, that's <laughs> like I've never seen anybody have that much longevity in a career. Um my first fight was at 29. Uh, I never thought I was going to be a competitive martial artist. I got thrown into the ring completely unprepared in Thailand for my first fight. And you only started training when you were 29? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was not athletic. I was not. I was a party girl who had a lot of energy. So I just needed kind of way to stop partying, but I still had energy to burn. So mm-hmm. I started running, didn't know how to run. And then I ended up at a place on Bloor Street and met Ajahn Suchart and uh, did a little Muay Thai lessons with him and then went through a breakup and ended up in Thailand for six months. And that was 2005, the first time I went to Thailand. What? Yeah. <clears throat> nice. So. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. So what made you decide to even – okay, so on the health and fit, uh, wellness, we'll okay. get into all the other cannabis stuff, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to probe deep. I'm just going to ask, like, why Why did you get into – you just – why did you get into Muay Thai? Was it just for – you needed, like, an outlet? I was, I was looking for an outlet, and then I just ended up with some really wonderful people. and Who then- said you should fight? No, it was it was just about uh, a community. Like coming kind of from the party community, you feel that those people are really your family, and right. then you sober up a little bit and realize that that's just not that way at all. I found the same kind of community within the Muay Thai community, the same sort of family within the Muay Thai community, and it just uh, it felt like home, and it was a really nice kind of protection feeling. I think that's whole goes with the whole Buddhism theme as well, where mm-hmm. um, it is about protection. And uh-huh. um, So what was it like fighting over there? I know I'm going to talk about the cannabis, but I'm, I'm interested in what's it like fighting over there. Uh, ridiculous. So is it, like, is it, I was not prepared for my first fight whatsoever. It was the ugliest thing I would never show anybody. I want to see it. No, it's terrible. So Do you have it recorded? Uh, somewhere. They didn't have cell phones in 2005. They did not. Did they? <laughs> well, it was just like a, <laughs> there was no Wi-Fi. Was there, yeah, it was but, like 480 dial-up. It was super dial-up. Super, super dial-up. So, so, like, so there's emails. like yeah. So terrible. yeah, add email. You could get email. So what happened? They throw you in a ring there? Do they care if you live? Or like? Well, you know, I had really good instructions. At, uh, it was uh, it's called Wat San Tai now, but it was the original CM number one in Chiang Mai. Oh, really? So uh, we were. <laughs> yeah, I was very, I was very well taken <laughs> care of there. But you know, they put me up against you know a young Thai girl, and you know we it was super ugly. Um, when you say super ugly, what is that? Well, mean? just like not great technique. You know, the bell goes. I hadn't had a lot of sparring experience at that point. And yeah, it was just like the bell went and everyone just kind of went crazy. Who won that? Fight? I won by knockout in the ah! third round. Ah! 
it was, yeah, I don't want to show anybody my knock yeah. <laughs> Why would I do that? So, but, you know, they, they parade you around in the ring and they put uh, money in your mouth like a prize fighting cock. And, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's crazy and it's cool and it's scary. Do and- they still put money in your mouth? Yeah, it's uh, it's what they do with the champion cockfights. You want so to win? They, yeah, they put it in your mouth after. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that, but it's cool. I what? think it's cool. <laughs> I, sorry, I got so <laughs> many things running through my head right now. I don't even know what to say. Okay. Um, yeah, I've so never after... really shut up before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Money in the mouth, it's a cockfight. I don't know what the hell's going on here. <laughs> so after the fight, I hurt my leg quite badly, and I thought, what do you I, mean? Um, there's probably like a hairline fracture okay. of sort, uh, but you don't really notice it until the adrenaline kind of pumps down a little bit, and then mm-hmm. you kind of fall out of the ring a bit. Uh, right. I thought I, I'm like I wasn't ever going to do that again, and then you know take some time off, and then I smelt the Thai oil and the liniment, and then you just have this kind of feeling in you that you just want to get in there and do it again. So were you using um, after that fight? Is that when did you start? Were you use, were there, have you ever been using like other medications to self medicate prior to cannabis? Absolutely in that, in that area. I didn't I didn't smoke cannabis for probably the first year of my Muay Thai career. I really thought okay. it was something that would slow me down. Right. Uh, and then I saw all of the the champion fighters that I was training with would always like burn before they would go for their run and then spar. Really? And I had no concept of that whatsoever. I took a little bit of what I saw with them. Uh, and the relaxation benefits, and then just totally just decided to make butter because I didn't want to. I didn't want to smoke. Yep. I thought it would slow me down quite a bit. So instead, we somebody's got a blunt in their hand. So we're over the we're over the smoking. <laughs> good, it's good. By the end of today, I'm going to talk about all the benefits and and harms of smoking cannabis, so that we can uh, we can then uh, get over it and start vaping. Because if we're promoting healthy lifestyles, we are promoting healthy we lifestyles. Healthy ways to consume cannabis. <laughs> if our body, yeah, he's like, mm, that's not going to happen. It's never affected me. You want to move faster? If we can get a vape in this man's hand, I'd be super impressed. Well, <laughs> I've got one plugged in. There we go. So you, um, so then you start fighting. So then I started oh, fighting. And yeah. you just like, and I would kind of just I would do it every time I would get to Thailand because at the time uh, Muay Thai and MMA were still illegal in Ontario. Uh, there was no sanctioning. Sorry, what? Muay Thai was illegal in Ontario? Absolutely, only up until two years ago. Okay. Three years Sounds ago? Like Muay Thai yeah. fights? Muay Thai or fights, training Muay MMA, Thai. no, just the fighting part. Oh, the, the fighting part, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, when I trained it, I was, it was the mid 90s. You're like, we're allowed. Yeah. yeah. No, of course you're allowed. <laughs> but it's just no sanctioned fights. So you could do right. the demos where yeah, yeah. both hands would go up at the end. Right. But, um, what is, oh, no. But winner. I'd rather. No winner? No winner. No and winner. they'd stop it really quickly if kind of shit was hitting the fan. Okay. So, but in Thailand, it'd be no gear. You know, just... Uh, oh, you don't wear... No, no headgear, no shin guards. Yeah, just... Yeah, uh, you just go and go. Like I fought in six-ounce gloves in uh, in Phuket. Good. Yeah, any glove is like getting hit by like nothing, really. Once you get hit by fists, gloves make everything better. Yeah. Even those little the MMA, yeah. fight, even the four-ounce gloves, it starts feeling like, like Nerf... Nerf punches after a bit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the right guy hits you. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> or you just get hit in the right way. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't know. Right in the Taking a. Okay. I want. I, I used to want to see what it was like to get hit with the gloves. So I because we don't train with we when I train now I don't train with gloves never did. Yeah. Uh, except when I was doing kickboxing or Muay Thai back in the nineties. But then when you start getting into all those defense sort of. Like, things you stop using gloves and you just start hitting each other and so i'm like all right well let's put the gloves let's go to one of these you know because everybody talks about 
the different martial arts, you know, being Bushido, like a lot of bullshit. And a lot of martial arts are bullshit, uh, <clears throat> or at least the way that we train them now, like these self-defense sort of techniques. So I went to one of these things, and they all had gloves. I'm like, oh, I put gloves on. I'm like, oh, you guys can hit me all day. This is fun. It was like, it's it's not, it, it's, you know, when you get hit with a fist without gloves over and over, getting hit with a, even a four-ounce gloves. So how do you feel being important. a doctor and getting punched in the head? How do you feel about that, knowing well, about brain health? Yeah, yeah. well, so I, I, I'm retired. Anyway, rugby is what gave me all my, my issues okay. with, with my brain. Uh, also, maybe birth. You know, <laughs> like I have had issues since birth. But this isn't about me. This right. is about you. <laughs> um, excuse me. So um, cannabis and sport, how does it help you? Well, I haven't finished hearing your story. We haven't. We, um, yeah. So you, you're you're not using it. When did you start realizing that you needed anything, not cannabis? And did you use other self, other medications to treat whatever pain you were going through? We come from a real generation of like harder, faster, just go harder, just go harder, yeah. train every day, take no days off, a total, bullshit, like total bullshit kind of uh, mentality. <laughs> so I realized, so yeah, I would try to go harder. I would push myself more. I would take more injuries and nothing was really helping. I would take a day off here and there. What would you take? Uh, I would take Advil. I would take um, anything. Um, what's the arthritic medication? Starts with a C. Celebrex? Yes. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah doctor. Thank you. And that helped a lot. But Thank I know, you. you know. I'm like, see, now doctors have like, to learn how to spell because we have to write on computers. <laughs> Otherwise, it probably would have spelled with an S. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. So uh, we just decided to kind of move forward with. A, trying to find a healthier way to go about healing myself. Okay. So that's when I met the guys at Flow Toronto. Okay. And uh, that's when Joe Rogan started talking a lot about the sensory deprivation, started talking about cannabis, and we just kind of, like, he is, to me, the kind of gateway drug to uh, all things uh, MMA and recovery yeah. and all the good things that we should be talking about. So mm -hmm. at that point, with the weight categories that I wanted to stay in, <laughs> knowing that sugary edibles are just going to be adding more inflammation to the body, uh, an important decision for me to want to take the oils and get the medicine, not take things like Celebrex and be able to um, get the sleep that I need. It was really the cortisol level issues that were kind of messing with me. So no matter no matter what I was taking to. OK, we kick him up. That's OK. He's, he's totally you're out. You see, you're talking about ADD people here. You said like you hear a little noise, except for, of course, Nate, who just sits here, doesn't talk. He's just like the most chill guy I've ever met in my life. You know, he's just like, oh, life's good. Until I kick your ass. I'd assume. Uh, okay, so sorry to interrupt you. I know so you were as ADD on that act, action as I was. Well, we I heard didn't know what that noise was. Right. So. I'm like caught my attention Jesus. okay yeah exactly i got ADHD. so go on uh, where were we you so, were um so i decided to just try to figure out the ways to get oil into myself uh and get the rest that i needed the more i started using the sensory deprivation tank the more rest i was getting i was realizing that uh i really needed to take a rest after the last head injury so so were you get where have you had concussions mm -hmm. and quite a few i've been knocked out a few times really yeah. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. You would like, yeah, just, yeah, you get, you get you know, knocked like, out. It's once in the ring, happen. once from a shitty training partner, and I'll right. take a fucking dime for him. I'll take and, two dimes for that. Yeah, she's that. <laughs> no, no, finally, man, somebody who swears more than me. So, uh, I love yeah, it. I received a really terrible concussion from uh, right before one of my, I was supposed to go on like a fight streak, and uh, I was knocked out 
In training. In training. Um, that is a shitty man. And, you know, it was 30 minutes later, uh, the room was spinning. Oh, a guy, yeah. like, I, I took a hit and then got back up and finished a few rounds with him stupidly. And then 30 minutes later, started throwing up, had to go to the hospital, really? couldn't touch my nose. To the... Did you not have a coach or anybody present to say probably not a good idea? Um, the coach missed the strike, and then I'm a tough ass, so I got up and tried to keep going anyways. So, really? Yeah. So, and at that time, were you using cannabis or no? Um, yes, I was. And then it got, uh, and then they tried to give me all sorts of drugs when I got to St. Joe's hospital and I of course didn't want them. And then I just went home and rested with a massive dose of CBD and just yeah. decided to treat myself. So I just kind of shut things down for a solid, like five days taking big doses. Um, things did get better, but it was an extremely long recovery. How long did you take? What year was that? That would have been two years ago. Really? Oh, that's no good. So you're, how are you feeling now? I'm, I'm healed now. How has CBD helped you through that, uh, if at all? Absolutely. Okay. I was actually using a bit more THC at the time because there was a lot of uh, nausea that okay. that was left there for a long time with the head injury. Yeah. And uh, the THC really did help with that. So you're, po- you're definitely post-concussive. So concuss- concu- concussion syndrome, I mean, a concussion can be sustained from any traumatic force to the head right. uh, and it's a bunch of different mechanical forces that come together and they cause something that we call a concussion we still don't really fully understand the pathophysiology or we really don't understand how it actually all works <clears throat> but we know that it's a bunch of different dynamic forces coming together that cause that sort of shaking of the brain and that can cause it Usually, and this is just for some knowledge around concussions, simple concussions last usually around seven to nine days max, and then they're gone. And in most cases, in the majority of cases, that is what happens, simple concussion, gonzo. And, you you know, they're associated with nausea, dizziness, headache, uh, lack of balance, lack of concentration, all those things. After that, you can get post-concussive syndrome, last up to three months, all the, all the way sometimes up to two years. Um, and in that case, that's where I think where we have evidence that's mounting now that both THC and CBD, it's not just one, both are neuroprotective. Mm-hmm. And they both, meaning they both uh, protect your brain for different reasons, uh, most of which are because they scavenge these things called free radicals. So they decrease the oxidative, the bad stress on our brain, and they help clean up sort of like, you know, that little round thing you put on the ground that can clean up the, the floor in the house. That's what it's called. DJ <laughs> Roomba. Yeah, I don't know, whatever it's called. You know, you have a vacuum. You put a Wi-Fi Roomba. speaker on it in college and you drive around oh. with DJ Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd know it was coming, you'd hear oh, That's awesome. <laughs> I, you know, the thing always costs too much money. I was like, yeah, it's 400 bucks, 500 bucks. It's going to sweep the floor. Yeah, yeah. well. Yeah. Or not. <laughs> Somebody will. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I, I, yeah, I can't even say I would do it because then somebody will call in and yell at me. Um, so, yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, then, at, at so at that point, THC, both THC and CBD, clean up all like no, they they help clean up some of that bad those bad stressors, stress chemicals that are in your brain. Um, they scavenge the, we call them free radical scavengers. Uh, and then, uh, it helps decrease the stress on your brain. So both THC and CBD can do it. There's mounting evidence that CBD does that better, but, uh, both of them have been found to do it to the point that, you know, some people on, on neuro wards, like, 
the neurological wards and hospitals are still doing it. I've been called to see patients on neurological wards for, sure. uh, for potentially using it. So yeah, the regeneration yeah. benefits and the uh, and the protective benefits are so massive with it, and I think everybody should be taking at least small doses, well, especially in martial arts. Yeah, I, I so okay. Well, I want to get back to that martial arts thing. Um, but and I'm going to have that whole conversation once once we we get Nate talking here because I got it. I got to hear if he actually talks. Um, yeah, I want to hear he how he kicks. talks. He's just yeah, he just kicks. He's just like I don't need to fucking talk. I'm just going to kick your ass. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, I'll put that in. Hold on a second. Okay. But um, and we didn't even talk because I want to talk about your blessed edibles and that whole thing too. So CBD now should. Is there enough evidence to say it's mainstream yet? Mm, I'm not so certain about that. But is there a lack? I know she's. Let's argue about it. Which she wants to argue with me and say that you want that there is. There isn't. But that being said, there is enough evidence to show me a lack of harm. Absolutely. So, right. So, therefore, is it worth a shot potentially to be beneficial, knowing that the harms are the 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 benefit can possibly outweigh the harms tenfold, for sure. So, you know, if the harms are that low, then you should definitely probably be giving anybody that's kind of open to the possibility of of the healing of it and is scared of any sort of uh, like psychoactive anything, which they shouldn't be. But if they're just absolutely and and it's a wonderful place for them to start. And it is, uh, you know, it, it will kind of break a little bit of stigma for them to be able to walk into a place of, okay, so this is the beginning of the healing and I feel comfortable with this. And what's the next step from here? Okay, so. Nate, what's up? Tell me, tell me what, tell me about your, tell me about your life. You're this mystery right here. <clears throat> um, I grew up playing football for Scarborough Thunder from really, we'll say eleven until like nineteen. Okay. My last season just didn't go great. Me and the coach didn't get along, and I've been an athlete my whole life, so I needed just somebody knocking along with you. <laughs> um. I was younger and a little had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder, so I didn't like to listen to certain people. None of us do. (laughs) Um, But no, I went to go see this movie a few months after leaving the football field, and it was Ong Bak that got me into Muay Thai. Really? (laughs) What? That was an amazing film. The first one. But how I got to see it was at Scotiabank Theater. They were doing like live demos on the stage before the movie started. So I was like, yo. And the girl really? was like, no, I'm, yeah, I'm going to do that. She's like, no, you're crazy. <laughs> and a week later, I was in the gym. Really? I still watch nice. that movie. Wa- that movie, that movie. movie is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the effects in that movie are just crazy. And that guy is amazing. Yeah, he did his thing. He did. He did thing. Yeah, he sure did. Okay, so how old were you when you started? Uh, 19. So you also started late. Yeah. You know, I feel like anybody that martial arts for these guys, like 19 is already people are fighting 19 yeah. to 23. And then usually oh, they're they're, gone, yeah. they retire. Oh, the yeah. type fighters are done by like 25 tops. Except yeah. you. Yeah. You're nuts. Okay. <laughs> well, but you know, you are. You're crazy. <laughs> Thank you. That's good. But anyway, so it's, I've never seen it before. Okay. Um, so you're 19. <laughs> you started. Why'd you start? Because of you saw that you needed energy. I just, yeah. I mean, um. I got into some trouble, too, and okay. that trouble opened my eyes to, like, that's not where I want to be and not what I should be doing. Okay. And I was like, yeah. That's good. So I put myself full into the martial arts after that and never got in trouble again. Really? I did a couple of the demo fights, and it wasn't for me just because 
I hit hard. You started so, off, and you started off. Well, we know. We, yeah, we, we saw a little token. So a couple times they were like, "Man, like my last demo, they told they stopped it and said like, oh, they have this thirty-year-old man fighting a kid,' and I was twenty-two, twenty-three, and, they, and the kid was like nineteen. So it wasn't what? much of an age difference, really? but it was just. So that's when we were like, okay, we gotta find this. Find what we're gonna do with me. Yeah. So we chose. I chose the MMA thing. So where did you start? Where did you start from? Um. Uh, this gym on Bloor. I don't really want to. Don't tell you. Don't give their talk name. About that. Yeah, 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 sure. I'm not trying to give anybody no love. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You started off at a gym on Bloor. Yeah. And, uh, started with a good group of guys. A gentleman named Mauricio Veil and his brother yeah. Andre Dita. Sure. And from there, I just stuck with them. Uh, I fought in Brazil. My first pro fight was in 2012 in Brazil. Oh, wow. Part of a documentary. Okay. And from there, I just... Which documentary? Of, uh, the Fight Exchange. Oh, I watched the Fight Exchange. Were you on the Fight Exchange? Um, I'm the guy, you know that Mike Imperato situation? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm what? That oh! <laughs> I'm that yeah, guy. That, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's... Maybe maybe you should tell the story. Oh, yeah, what, go. what happened? Oh, so we're in Brazil. Um, That's the day we got to see and we got to be Anderson and a couple other fighters. Mm-hmm. Wow. So respectfully, you're just like, wow, I've been watching these guys for years. That's kind of these are the guys I'm watching where I want to be. Yeah. His comments were something along the line of um, something along the line of me dick riding. So I turned to my teammate who was out there with me at the time mm-hmm. and said, like, care these guys get a little some of them get tough when they get to this pro mma thing and i'm like i don't play that shit mm-hmm. he turned around and said oh ah. <laughs> just saying we got a couple more coming yeah, so he turned around guy. and said oh you think you're a gangster name i was like i didn't say nothing about a gangster i just said y'all think you're superheroes yep. jumped out the car and i'm gonna kill this well, you know, yeah. you, you everybody knows what happened yeah, the, the, after that. But yeah. the N bomb got dropped, the F word got dropped. Yeah. Ah, it yeah. was that was really that that was an interesting Damn. that was like what was that, two thousand and eight, nine? When was that? No, twelve. 12. Uh, yeah, two thousand. Because I was done I was done residency when I watched that. You can you can watch, I'm gonna the watch it. Change. It was like a whole I'm gonna watch it. Like, I'm gonna look for series. it, yeah, tonight. It was like a series. Yeah. Oh, so it's not like a movie. It was a ten part documentary. Ten part documentary. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. They took. Yeah, it was. That it was a good experience. Well, interesting. So, what did you do after that? We um, I really want to know what happened off camera, but whatever. what happened off camera? We'll talk. We'll talk about what that. happened off camera? It was no. It wasn't it was anything all, serious. But yeah, yeah. yeah like okay. it was. Y'all made friends. Uh, I wouldn't say that. No. But, okay. No yeah. friendship. There was no friendship happening. Okay. I, I, I don't they just they, they seems that they just know. yeah they just chirped a lot for I find Not that that's they that particular that guy in, was right. just you know like we were all out there to do something he was out there talking about oh I've done this I've done that so I'm gonna okay. give my just gonna give an opinion uh-huh. just to, not that I ever give my opinion but <laughs> but here's my opinion <laughs> and it's my it's it's a problem that I find in MMA in general. I, you know, because I still come, even though I, you know, I do all these non-traditional martial arts, I come from a karate background. And, um, you know, and I, that's what I did from maybe 8 till 16 was traditional karate. And it was all about, and, and I think martial arts and brought you to the same place was it's a place of respect. 
and needs to be, you know, honored. And, uh, I'm, you know, even in, even in the ring, you keep it all in the ring, you leave the ring, you honor, you honor yourselves, you honor each other. And I find that in MMA, I'm losing that, that even at the weigh-ins, like even, and all the chirping, I understand boxing and all this crap. Boxing doesn't, boxing, that culture doesn't have the, it doesn't have the the background or the tradition, let's say, of, a of the martial arts. Of the martial arts. Yeah, no, and the martial arts came right. from, you know, it's all a matter of respect. And, and I find that now I, I, I can't I, – I don't mind watching it because I, I enjoy it. I like watching well, MMA. The competition part of it. Right. The, I don't the watch the – the No, I don't watch the, the, the TV show. Crap. Yeah, the crap they well, but, but they, money. they get themselves involved in that. You, yeah. you can just say, no, I'm not going to be involved with that. Right. But they see the dollar signs yeah, and they see the – but they're going to get paid. But if all parties come in and say, you know, this is respect, you know, and I, I always use McGregor or whatever. Oh, gosh. As, yeah. There's a bunch. They're all the same. Yeah, What's that? Trash talking. It's whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I, so I, I happen to agree with Habib, like, yeah. on yeah. that point. I don't agree with what he did at the end of his fight, of course, because, you know, that's still a lack of respect that he showed. Yeah. And you still have to take, you know, you still should take that higher road. He left it all in the ring. He proved his point after, before and after. It's all, It should all be, you know, all respectful. I don't know. What do you find about? That's what got me to martial arts because football, I found, like, if you made a big hit, like you're standing over someone and, you know, so when I got here, I found it kind of, it toned me back a bit. So I find even my coach tells me, he's like, man, you're too, he's like, you got to believe your hype sometimes. Like he just said this to me the other day. I have to believe in my own hype because I just kind of, I just go through the motions and do it. I just want to get better. I'm not about talking. Right. Just do it. Yeah. I agree with, I, I, I agree with that. I can do it all with a smile. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in, not that people have to enjoy hitting other people, or maybe they do, you know, they do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but doing it all with a smile. Uh, just I, enjoying what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And, and and there's going to end if some, you know, you're not, not you know, it, I, I don't know how to say it without sounding like I'm a total psychopath. Um, <laughs> no, both me no, and our coach smile at me with the biggest smiles. Right, but, right but that's what you do. You're doing it with a smile on. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, they're dead. Yeah. But, it, <laughs> but my point was, it was survival. You know, like the point is I enjoy this. Like I enjoy the movement. Yeah. I enjoy it is all a beautiful this. movement. It is. It's a beautiful you know, movement. People, and somebody's on the other side who's going to get hit and they nod, smile, and move on. Yeah. It's nothing personal until you're out on the street and then it's very personal. Yeah, that's the thing, though, is I find even sometimes even sparring, you see it, like people get ego. caught up in their feelings. They oh, get yeah. touched and yeah. hands drop in. Yeah, it's yeah. ego. That's what happens. It's a lot of ego. So how did cannabis come into your life? <laughs> um, it's always been there. Really? Yeah. Um, my mom's a dread. So okay. it's so it's always part of being around me. And it's part of your cultural upbringing. Yeah. So how does it help? So you're an athlete, though. Yeah. And as an athlete, what are your thoughts around cannabis, and how do you use it in your sport? Um, now that I'm more a lot more mature about things, it's more. What do you mean? For me. So <laughs> when I was younger, smoking was just smoking. I was smoking just to there was no thought smoke. to there it. No right. thought, yeah, there was no thought to it. Now, I'm, at the end of the night, I know, okay, I get in. I'm like, okay, jumping in the bath. I need a little CBD if I'm going to sit down in the bath and chill in the tub for a bit, you know? Like, whereas before, it was just like, no, smoke a blunt, smoke a blunt, smoke a blunt. I'm still... 
Spoken blunt. Spoken blunt. You right? have one in your hand. I get it. <laughs> that, but that's just me. That's me with the blunt. It's just like right. when people describe me, it's the guy with the gold teeth and the tattoos on his face and the dreads. That's right. And the blunt. And the blunt. That's so, but how does it help you? So, but how does it help you? Because um, do you find that it, it inhibits you or helps you? Because I'm going to go it, from a spot. I don't want your nods of no. <laughs> let him talk for himself over here. So let me hear you, no, let me hear you're going to ask them. I, I'm going to let you okay. say so, so I don't me, lead you down the road of whatever. Um, I also have a tendency. I'm, get into the mic, would you? I'm a little, Please. what's the word I'm looking for? I get anxious easy. Okay. High pressure. Like I feel, I get high pressure myself really. Sure. So even before most of my training, I'm smoking. Like I will smoke something before training, just kind of to. Does it make you more cerebral, or does it make you feel like I can't move my arms and legs? No, uh, a little more cerebral. Uh, I think more where a lot of people are like, "Oh, I can't strike," and right, it doesn't bother me like that. Like, does it matter what kind, what you smoke or what you vape? No. No, UK, it doesn't matter what it is. Nothing will affect you negatively in that sense. No. So, you know, I've had other... that I've noticed so far. I've had other... He's an anomaly, though. We've actually had, like, see how many milligrams of edibles we could actually feed him. He's not not a normal... So his metabolism is a little... The way he metabolizes cannabis is a little different. Long-time user. Long-time user. Right. He's made of cannabinoids, basically. But, yeah, but, most, but there are long-time users of cannabis who don't necessarily have the same experience. Right. And when it comes to sport, I've had other people on here. For example, Rory. Um, and love Rory, uh, Yeah, loves you I too, love by the way. Um, I've had Rory on here, and he talks, you know, and they talk about using cannabis before you train, after you train, or during you train, during training. And... Um, Talks about using cannabis or fighting the way training the way you fight before you go into a fight. Are you before you go into a pro fight? Are you smoking? No. Right. You know what's funny about that? Actually, um, I haven't I haven't fought since 2016. Yeah. Rory cornered me. Rory and Linda cornered me for my last fight, it's and it's fun. Not to corner you, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, he didn't stop me, but what he did was he's like, I want you to start vaping. And that's where I, I did actually vape for like that whole camp. I just, I was like, okay, can't smoke no more bloods. Right. So I, I actually put my blood down and I was vaping for that whole camp and I felt a difference. Did, what did you feel as a difference? Um, as far as my conditioning, like yes. through the roof. Right. I know. Thank like, you. <laughs> okay. Now, so, so, okay, we're going to start. Uh, uh, yeah. Hold on. There's a mic right there and it's not attached to anything and I should drop it. So, cause, cause that, that hits my point, right? If you're going to do it and you are a role model for other people and you're a role model for other people, everybody in this room is a role model in some way for other people. And if we're promoting health and wellness, you have a woman here that's come on saying, you know, I'm tired of, of eating all these high sugary, like, fucking gummy bears it's the only way i could get the word gummy bear Uh, and so i'm going to make something healthy and if you're out there fighting and you want your conditioning better why the hell are you smoking a blunt is that because it's a habit for you in which case let's work on that yeah i would say it's a habit Right. So let's let's work on that, because if you can get the same experience, the thing you don't get. And here's a little more. There's some education. How does you know, how does uh, it's not really addiction, but how how does the habit form around cannabis? 
It doesn't form secondary to the actual uh, medicine itself, to the actual cannabis itself. It forms around the habits you form on the way you use your cannabis. Mm -hmm. So I have to, you know, I use it in my special way with my, you know, with my special friends in that same little corner and, you know, that nobody can see me and it's got to be this blunt and I got to use my banana roll and my like blah, blah, blah and all this other stuff. And that's the habit that's forming. That's the stuff that we need to break. Mm -hmm. And if we're promoting health and wellness, that's where we need to go with it. So I'm going to challenge you here not to a fight because you'll kick my ass. You know, I'm an old man. I'm an old man. Uh, If I'm an old man, I don't know what that makes you. Um, (laughs) Um, to try to move away from uh, from smoking blunts, it's tough. That's it's tough. It's not easy. Yeah, no, That's I, the it's habit. Worth it though. it's it is because like, you're conditioning. Yeah, if you're an athlete and your conditioning can handle it, what do you have to say about that? Oh, he's already a monster while smoking blunts. So I can only imagine how. Can you imagine? It would, wouldn't. It's not even fair. Right. That's not even fair. That's not normal. That's craziness, right? So why don't we do that? Yeah. So why don't we do that? Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> going to try. Yeah. So, right. Okay. So we're going to start, we're going to sponsor some fighters. Well, right. Yeah. I'll okay. give you my vape. If you stop smoking blunts, I'll give you my vape. It's right there. I'll give you my vape wow. right now. Wow. You just want me to drop the blunt in. Don't drop the blunt. He's like, can I finish Hold this one? Can I smoke the last couple of ones? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. He's in here and the problem. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. It's already in my hand. I'm going to smoke it. You're going to finish that blunt, and then you'll have my baby. Reset. Reset. Oh, man. Okay. It's tough. It's not easy. That's no, so but, tough. But it is so, happening. It's, but it's happening. Like I said, I did it for the fight, so it's one of those things where I know I can do. Yeah. Rory, if you're listening, oh, I'm going to hold, you know, uh, you work hands there. Where do you work there? What do you do? do you uh, I go, well, I haven't been out there in a while, just okay. travel-wise and yeah, work. Yeah. It's hard to get out there right now. Um, so I do all my striking right now at Southside Muay Thai okay. with Evan Boris. All right. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. So, well, maybe if Edmund's listening. Evan. Evan. I don't know. <laughs> Evan. He's been here. Evan. Yeah. He's been here? Mm-hmm. Where? Here. Yeah. I think he's been here. Never mind. I don't know. Just go. Okay. I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> I maybe I don't. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's just call him E for short. Okay. E, if you're listening, this guy right over here no, is going to finish his blunt because he can't let it out of his hand. <laughs> and then and then he's I'm going to give him my vape. You're going to finish that when we're done here. And uh, if that's if, if you're down for that, I mean, I'm down for that challenge. I'm down. I'm down for at least one month. Okay. I'll make it a month. Okay. Let's make it a month challenge. Let's make it a month challenge for every everybody who's listening. I'm oh not giving God. you all vapes, though. Month of vapes. <clears throat> let's, let's call April. <laughs> It's April 2nd. Not for 420. Oh. All of a sudden, everybody's out. I'm still in. I'm still in. All right. Then you get that my vape is yours. We're going to be at Canacrawl inhaling that second hand. But you're going to vape it because I'm going to be there with my mic. Making sure everybody in the room who's agreed to this, and so far nobody except you. And what about you, Tyler? I can try. 420 will be hard. 
It'll be hard. But you have a nice. Gear. I want to spin a ton up on 420. That's my thing. It's my ritual. Like breaking habits, I'll be breaking a habit. So you why don't we harvest, break a habit? Man. I'm gonna have a, a harvest. harvest. <laughs> why don't we break a habit? Why? Babes, babes what, what is the problem with I breaking? Listen, guys. <laughs> You guys are, this is the whole problem. You guys are, this is the this problem. This is supposed to be the healthy episode. This is the, right. It's turning Okay, into, I'll do it. I'll vape on 420. Hold on. Say oh that again. Oh, my God. I'll do it. I'll vape on 420. We'll be hitting a lot of dabs. Dabs. Yeah. Fair. Dabs. That's, That's dabs. fine. That's you okay can dab. That's yeah. okay. We have a vape. a DBR that you can vape. But yeah, no, we'll use, I well, got dabs are on. Like, I got some press. I'll bring, press. Press. Oh, yeah. I'll bring some flour and some sift. I'll bring a bunch of sift. Ooh, Hold on. You got, I just did a 21 about, gram. Say what you're I doing. I just did a 21 gram sift press at Herb. Woo. Nice. Got some fire. And I'm going to start yeah, we'll doing, uh, I'm going to start freezing the bud right off the plant so I can get live rosin. Some bubbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like bubble action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll still do dry ice sift, but with a 70 micron. Pure trichome Nice. It'll be good. Torch ways will be lit. Dirty <laughs> Try it. Do you see what? Okay, you see? Hope y'all take your medicine. Dirty so, so that fine. I'm okay. I think that's a fair exchange. Fair exchange is fine. Uh, hitting the dab is fine. Hitting a mm-hmm. DBR, the vape DBR here is yeah. better. We'll bring one of those out. Um, and uh, we need to come up with a, so April for everybody who's listening now. This is healthy. Vape this month. is vape month. It, oh, well, that's tough. That. You can't really do April as vape month because so most people tough. won't listen. <laughs> April is vape like month. Twentieth of May. Yeah. May has to be the no, March twentieth to April twentieth. It's about right? breaking habits. Let's break a habit. Let's break a habit. It's only one day. If we yeah, can't, it's like one, it's the holy of days, but it is oh, wow, one day. Oh, the holy of days. So that's interesting. How do we start this? April being. Any comments? Anybody thinking about what to do right now? Anybody? Don't smoke. He's not even listening, but he's not. He hasn't even looked at it. It's not not even on. Anybody that's listening now, what are your thoughts? I'd like to know what you're all thinking about uh, April, but it's hard. How? Because 420. 420 is a tough day. But what do you need? What are people needing to do? Is it just the habit? Can you not get? Can you not eat edibles? Can you not drink some oil? Can you? Is there not another way to go about it? Is it just this? Y'all got to do the same shit. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. Let's that's, go. That's it. Let's just do it. Fine. April, and maybe you have one day of exception day. That's your, like, reward. No, I don't believe in that either. <laughs> <laughs> What's he going to buy a single? That's not breaking no. under exceptions. No exceptions. Taking the vape All right. challenge. Fine. Vape challenge. <laughs> April vape challenge. being vape Let's challenge. It. Let's do it. You My gonna... girlfriend literally bought a bong today. So, well, no, I'm out on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no offense. I, I don't believe you. Oh, you sent me a snap or All right. bought a bomb. Oh, I'm that's not, nice. I you can be, so get that little fucking attachment. That, what's that thing? Uh, the, um, is there a vape attachment yeah, to the bomb? Yes. Yeah. What is that thing called right there? The, magic. Not Italian. the volcano. Oh. The other one. The, the V-Tower. The Da Vinci? The da, no. The Da Vinci the has V-tower. a 10 mil. V-Tower. V-Tower. But the Da Vinci has a 10 mil. Joint, you can stick into any bong. Ah, there we go. There you go, So you can you can bong, you can hit the bong through that. Yeah, what is that? That extreme Q. Extreme yeah, Q. The extreme the Q. Riser. The air riser. Air extreme riser. Q. Yeah. You can vape through a bong. It attaches to your bong. If oh you, shit! So, I'm in. Yeah. But I'm here's in. what I'm gonna say. Here's what I'm saying. Are you in? Did you say you're in? I, I don't smoke that much weed. I don't believe ah. that. I eat all the oil though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, Honestly, he's like, I, smoke, I can't I believe he got me to say that. Yeah. Uh, do you? I have like three bongs a day. Okay, well, three. 
Not much, just three times a day. Not much. Not and so it's it's not good. It's badness. But what if you're cleaning your you But if you want to change it every single time, but it's you're still it's uh it's not every three it, days. No. If you're only ripping it like five times a day, every three days as you clean it. Okay, what but what I'm saying is the the evidence would suggest that even after one rip, there's not much tar I, in there. I'd have to go and review that to be specific on that, but I'll get back to you on that, guys. Yeah. I'll be the tester for I'm that. Curious. Uh, <laughs> I know some people that leave that stuff till it's mud. Yeah, no, I agree. The problem is this. The problem is it has nothing to do with the bong. It has nothing to do with the blunt. It's the habit. That's the problem. The problem is the habit. We can abuse anything in the world mm-hmm. that's healthy for us. Mm-hmm. And if we want to do that, then that's not healthy. Yeah. Right? So if we break the habit, sure, you want to smoke a blunt once in a while. You want to have a 420 where you're going to hit whatever you're going to do. And you want to have it once in a No, not a problem. Because mm-hmm. and we're not fucking perfect humans. But if it's your habit, if you're, for example, you exercise too much, that's not good. Absolutely. Right. The same thing. You can you can you can over exercise. You can over train. You can overeat. You can over sit on your fucking couch. You can over over all the healthy things that we do in life. We can overdo <laughs> those things. So my challenge is let's break the habit. Let's break that habit. Let's get you're getting my vape after that blunt is done. Take care of that. Spring time for new beginnings, all that good stuff. And if you need the one day, I mean, I I think if you got if you have a little determination in you, we can overcome one one day. You can still enjoy everything you want to enjoy. The problem is, I'm I'm going to tell you where 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 the fear is. You got FOMO. That what's that? Sorry, what's that, Al? I said you're going to tell him. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Ira, tell us. Mystery, Al, what do you think about? Are you in on this, dude? I'm a rep for Shatterizer. Yes, I I oh, have I good. have gone I have cut back from about five six hundred dollars a month worth of medicine. Is it hanging around? Afford... Yeah. Anyways, I'm right, probably to, using it. It's the shot- to about twenty. Right? Yeah, I am using it right now. Uh, to about twenty yeah. bucks a month <laughs> because. I can get a pack of shatter and it will last me a month, maybe three weeks. It's also a good idea. Here's what, so back to good. It's microdosing, right? So it's microdosing and you're, you got a shatterizer and you're not, you're not combusting. Can you microdose shatter? Is that not pinprick? It's like, you got to get like the smallest little, like, I don't even know how you would do that. For a high, high user, you can, but for the average person. Like my first dab was like a pinprick of a dab and it was like. Next level. Yeah. It's a whole different euphoria. Yes. Okay. So here's what I'm going to say. It's FOMO. I look at Rena when I say that it's FOMO. (laughs) Why you guys need to do all that stuff on 420. 
because you fear of missing out. That's what FOMO, right? We know that. Yeah. You have the fear of missing out your buddy who's smoking the big blunt or your friend when we were at the last one over here and you're like, I robbed the bus, nigga. And I'm like, okay. Lena comes up to me. Ah, Lena, don't hurt me. We were standing over here. Literally across the street, somehow these guys in this building let us do that. The whole thing here. It makes no sense, but they, I guess they didn't really know what was going on. Well, yeah, okay, okay. So, and she's like, oh, don't judge me. Blah, blah. But she's like, the reason she's doing all that is because the friends are doing, we're all doing it. Everybody's got to be yeah. on it. Oh, yeah. oh that's it, Rita. Peer pressure, right? Totally Total peer pressure. I'm blaming Rita. So, Totally wild. I'm going for the guilt here. I'm hitting hard. I'm hitting hard. But you know? for you, I am gonna hit my vape harder. Thank you. There we go. Oh, and man. it's not. It's for your health. It is. It's it for is. your health. I, a thousand percent. You're in. I'm in. I'm, listen, I'm in. Nate and I are yeah. doing this. I, I that's what I your doing. your crusade should be on 420s to go around and try and convince <laughs> that people. That's that's what <laughs> I. That's smoke. been my like. That's why I show up. Because I'm like the wellness guy in the middle. I don't use the word harm reduction because I think that's a prohibitionist that's a thing. Yeah. mentality. And I'm not a prohibitionist at all. And so, But I'm a wellness guy. Yeah. So let's work towards wellness instead of reducing the harm. Let's work towards what's good for us. Yeah. And, that's, and, the, and what's good for us is to vape. Because you're going you're gonna, to – your toe kick is going to – all you'll need is like the little tip of the toe. You want to, you like, it'll be like, extra you're going to shatter, you're going to shatterize his, his ribs. He'll only need his little toe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, wait, so you use it all the time. And that go just back to my point was train like you fight. And if you're going to fight and use cannabis, then you might as well train and use it. But if you're not going to train and do it, do you find that there's a difference when you fight? Do you feel in the same headspace without using it while you're fighting? Uh, I don't psych myself up, so yeah, I feel like I'm still, I can be leveled up, but I would rather smoke something, so I'm like, nerve-wise, I can kind of bring myself down, but there's nothing you can do about that except just... Do you think cannabis is aided in your ability to stay as even and calm as you are? Yeah. Like, get a yeah, as in, like that, it's, you guys, you need to see, you can see this, he literally just sits here, like, I can't imagine him in a fight, but I can, but I like that, that's the... That's the crazy that takes over a little bit, <clears throat> a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, because it's like, OK, game time. Everything else is gone now. Yeah, I like that. All right, Angela, Hi. back to you, because I'm, I'm interested in this blessed edible thing. OK, tell me about it. What's it called? Why? What's the name of it? How do people find it? Why? Why did you start it? And. What's your future? What do you think the future of the cannabis stuff is when it comes to that? Um, I started this uh, to heal. I started this as a as my own journey of healing. And how did you meet Rena? <laughs> Sorry, that's the next question. Sorry, <laughs> I got way ahead of myself because I'm like, we got two cooks in the house. Uh, Rena and I met. And I'm at, starving right now. Uh, so cannabis was that 2016. Uh, I spoke on a panel with Ricky Williams, which was absolutely it's awesome. Like Ricky was, Williams. And, uh, I'm moderating at Old Cannabis. Cool. Oh, I was nominated for Educator uh, of the so Year, but amazing. you can go and, and we'll vote, uh, for, you. vote <laughs> for it. Yeah. But I don't know if I should be because I'm technically like, – I didn't nominate it like other people do externally, but I sit on the board of Old Cannabis like to help – I don't know what I do. But I do stuff there. So I just don't know. You don't think that's a conflict? No. So just go vote. Vote. You could vote educator and clinic. The clinic was in there too. Over the anyway, clinic. go on. Let's go clinic. 
Where, where are I we? don't know. <laughs> I, you said O'Cannabis right, and I so heard we met all O'Cannabis. And um, yeah. what did we do after that? We went on an epic trip to Montreal. We oh, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did I help with the dinner? What did we do? Yeah. No, we what happened to the edibles? What happened with the oh. edibles? Okay. Right, you started. Um, we started with O'Cannabis, but then, uh, so edibles, I just, I <laughs> made some cookies, which wasn't my first healthy thing, but something that I knew how to make. So I did the butter and trial and error, uh, started taking them to the Muay Thai fighters at the gym that I was going to. What did they think? They were nuclear and amazing. And What did I, it do for them? Uh in the beginning, I was only, as I learned about formulation, they were formulated for sleep and pain relief. So they were very, they were quite strong and they were knocking, like they were doing the trick. They were doing the job. Uh, but I also didn't want to have to eat cookies at night. It was about staying within a weight category for myself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my fight weight was 132 at the time, which was much bigger than I am now. And, Things have really changed for me since then where I learned uh, we started doing uh, the vegan chocolates. We did the kombucha and just started to really play with different sort of formulations about how to get small doses of THC and CBD in both different products into our systems. And uh, it went from being about a recovery thing for myself to a performance thing because after the last concussion, I didn't uh, I didn't I had to kind of relearn movement, relearn the whole kind of process of it. So I didn't do Muay Thai. What for do a you mean bit. you had to learn like you? Well, I didn't. To... No, I didn't forget how to perform, but I had a lot of kind of PTSD surrounding the head injury. So I didn't want to be hit for a long time. <laughs> I totally I was understand that. Flinchy. Uh, these guys had to be really careful with me for a long time. I had my time. face kicked in once really oh, bad shit. and I stayed. I wanted to stay away from fighting for it was something that I really time. had to fight, so I my did a lot of running. Shake as soon as somebody would, like, as soon yeah. as I, I'd get into that position. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd, I'd shake in front of these guys for sure. Yeah, like you get a, like, that's PTSD. For yeah, sure. absolutely. Okay, yeah, go on. So after, um, after trying to, I'm going to call it relearning movement, uh, I started using cannabis to do Muay Thai just to kind of relax myself, knowing that I wasn't going to be hit or anything like that, and just to kind of help with the kind of PTSD, stepping back into the gym. And it was less of a uh, strength thing as it was more like a flow movement. So instead of every movement being super, super hard and flat footed, it was more about learning to be more on my toes, being able to uh, have more leg strength, more movement, more flow. Which is interesting for Muay Thai because Muay Thai is one hit, one kick, bugging. Um, it's like strength, strength, strength. I think in an old school kind of way, yes. But I think uh, Muay Thai has really turned into a, a better flow and movement. And that's why uh, it has changed so much for me. Okay. Because I see it as a, a, a more beautiful dance as sure. opposed to strike, 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 uh, blocking punches with your face. None of that. <laughs> Move your legs. Get out of the way. Mm-hmm. And, and, and There wasn't much movement back in the day. It was like sort yeah. of stand there. Just, you just sort of learn how to. The people that I trained with, it's a much different movement and really quite beautiful. So that's how cannabis came into your life through it's that through concussion is really what brought concussion, you to cortisol it. level issues. What do you mean cortisol level? I issues? just um, no matter like if I would take a few days off, I wasn't able to. Uh, I was really emotional. Things were kind of failing with me, so I would take days off. I would go to the gym. I would get like something would hit me. There would just be body pain. So things. I had to find a different way to kind of rest myself. So that's where floating and uh, and the edibles kind of came into a so full would, rest and relaxation, the magnesium treatment, the lactic acid releasing. So the full multidisciplinary approach. So it's not, and you would agree, you would agree, maybe you won't, I don't know, that can, it's not just cannabis that's going to help you 
It's a whole. Years. It's a whole train treat repeat philosophy. Right. Yeah. It's about. Um, it's the multidisciplinary. If you're not sleeping well, like if you're going to bed after sparring and you're tossing and turning and you're you're waking up every time you roll over because something hurts, you're not going to get the rest that you need. It doesn't it feel yeah. so good after good sparring? Yeah. What's no, that? I was just saying, I was agreeing with what I just said. Yeah. Like what? Uh, as far as the tossing and turning, like injuries and being able to treat them well. Like, you need that REM sleep to really be yeah. able to get the rest, to be able to get up and do what we do every single day. So it's interesting. So THC decreases REM sleep. Okay. That's what it does. That's why it helps for PTSD because P, that's when you dream in yeah. active REM, you have all these vivid dreams. That's when it happens. THC decreases REM, but CBD improves stage three, four, or whatever it is. The other I'm stages. doing definitely like high doses sleep. of CBD at night. Um, my THC tolerance is pretty high right now, so I could easily throw back like 100 milligrams before bed and then... Like I'd... edible? That's yeah. an easy... Okay, yeah. did I ever tell you what happened 200. to me uh-huh. from your chocolate? Uh-huh. Oh, my Uh-oh. God. <laughs> oh, this is crazy. Oh, I can't believe I'm saying this. It was it, great, of course, <laughs> but I, I was gifted, uh, you know, chocolate. It was wonderful, chocolate but I, was, so uh, I happened to have to take a meeting or take a, a phone call with a friend as a, you know, you have 90 minutes, like usually 60, 90 minutes, which I did. Uh, so I took it just before I started driving. I knew I had a 20 minute drive. Um, and uh, I, and I got, yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. I got home and, and I, I was totally fine. It's 60 minutes. So you got to be home, no right. driving at that point right. in time. But I literally got into my driveway and I was sitting on the phone and I was talking. And then all of a sudden she says, Ira. Ira, hello, you there? I totally fell asleep in the mid-sentence. I was like having a full conversation, and all of a sudden, I was—I don't remember what it was. It was like nothing. Twelve, one square. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I made like, thing. I don't know. Whatever it was. Whatever it was. Whatever. I literally was in the middle of a conversation, and I'm like. I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm talking all of a sudden. All I hear is saying, so, Ira, 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 are you there? Are you there? I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm here. I'm like, whoa, I think I fell asleep on you. Wow. And I'm like, she's like, yeah, you were gone. You were in mid-sentence and you were just stopped talking to me. I'm like, yeah, I got to go. I got to call you later. I lit- got in the house. I literally couldn't open my, I was like sleeping. I was on the couch. No, I went up to the bedroom. I was like, I, it, like I felt amazing. Great. But I was I was like I couldn't I couldn't even say a word. I oh literally God. fell asleep while I was in a meeting on the phone, but like talking to somebody like I am right now, and all of a sudden like narcolepsy, like like I don't, I'm like did I fall asleep? I don't even remember. I didn't even remember falling asleep. You needed some rest. Anyway, yeah, it was well needed. That, what's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So ever since, so for those who want to know. Um, I, in my own story guys is, will, will not be told, <laughs> um, today anyways, cause we don't have a, we don't have a, a book long enough. Um, but for 25 years, I did not use THC. Yeah. I solely used CBD until legalization. And, uh, wow. and at, when cannabis was legalized, uh, I, I came back to THC. I didn't know that. Yeah. With a totally new mindset. Um, for those who, you know, there's this is like a whole Even interview. Small of me. doses, like microdosing. Yeah, I started off using Great. my protocol. Actually, the protocol I developed, which now I can I can use as much THC as I want, but uh, it took me a while to. I've had, you know, the past 
and you know, yeah. and then coming to towards where I am right now with a totally new mindset towards it, looking at cannabis at, for the last decade, I've been prescribing it as a medicine. So now I see it, I view it as a medicine with a totally different mindset and I'm total and I'm able to use it as I need. When, as, what about uh, concentrates? Uh, Ira? Yeah. Problem anymore. All right. To be well, when I see you next time, I'll have an, I'll have a shatterizer in my hand for you. Perfect. So what I what, what, what I can't look everybody's like let's get Ira fucked up. No, it's still I'm still not like that in the sense that well, cannabis, me, cannabis use change, it, it changes it changes yeah. with usage. Yeah. it's not going to start it, at one thing it, and end up at one thing. It also changes also as you develop emotionally and intelligently as a human, uh, you and realize that you're not your past or all these other things. You you you're in a more comfortable mm-hmm. space just on your own. Yep. And uh, and cannabis brought me to that. that. That's huge. Yeah, 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 you didn't yeah. tell me on purpose. No, I don't. Well, I don't really talk about it to be honest. But uh, the same way, if I'm gonna go, uh, if I'm gonna have a glass of wine, I, um, I cannabis is safer, Absolutely. certainly, and yeah. uh, doesn't put me to sleep like like wine does. And I, you know, and I still appreciate chocolate. Right, especially that that uh, right. Don't touche. Okay, well, I, as I just said, I fell asleep, so that was a lot. I didn't realize what I. That was my mistake. Wow. So yeah, so yeah, I. Um, I have no, yeah, I'm, and I also feel, you know, the job was done. I spent, you know, decades trying to, you know, like push legalization and and the medicine of cannabis. And, and, and we were at the point where, okay, so I, you know, I sort of had to do what I had to do to get to the point of legalization. And now it's okay for people to see in what I'm doing. Now, have you had any backlash from your, your change of thinking? Have you, me? Had have you had any backlash professionally from that change uh, of thinking? Never really cared. Like I'm kind of like Nate, like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've never really cared what um, professionally what people people really have to say. And mostly when people say negative, talk negatively. It's out of ignorance. It's ignorance. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it's also a personal choice. You're not talking about medicating when you're on the job. Uh, no more than a police officer would or a bus driver. You're yeah. talking about when you're home, you can relax and. Uh, well, if you you're going to drink a beer, Absolutely. I don't drink beer. It bloats yeah. me and yeah. I, I hate it. It's not uh, good for you. And yeah, I don't like it at all. So I'd rather vape. And uh, so I'll, I'll load my vape and I'll vape. Um, yeah. And, then, and then get cannabis hyperemesis. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, so I yeah I I do I do actually I like it and uh, it's yeah like for me medically the truth is it helps my gut um, as we know I've been I've previously been diagnosed with IBD um, and so it certainly helps me. Uh, but and that's from a medical perspective, but also from a lifestyle perspective. I'm not against using cannabis to feel like if I was the same way that I would have a glass of wine. Yeah. To me, it's equivalent, except that cannabis is safer. So I use cannabis that has come from a reliable source that has been tested, that has a specific milligram dosage that I know I can trust, and I'm fine with that. So that's what I do. Ooh, okay. Anyway, we can. Have, that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> discussion. Yeah, I left everybody out. Of the, okay, so now finish <laughs> off with blessed. Uh, what is in your product line? 
Um, the product line is all being worked on right now. Is all being um, managed for uh, legalization because obviously any of the products that we were making before won't make it to legal- legalization because of the 10 milligram dosage. That's going to be so that yep. would be one square of the chocolate as yep. opposed to. 10 squares of the chocolate. And uh, so we're just bringing Blessed into a house of brands and we'll get to launch in the legal market come legalization. Wow. And uh, just really excited to uh, remain the founder of something really amazing and being able to focus my time on talking to athletes and being able to help them with uh, any of the questions that they have concerning um, how to train. If you, if you had one last one thing to talk to say um, before everybody gets to plug their stuff, We'll do some news first, and then we'll get to plugging because we have to go. It's already four twenty. Jeez, wants um, to be smoked. You know? What What would you tell an athlete? I'm going to ask both of you. What would you tell an athlete who's considering using cannabis as a, an alternative to their narcotic or to their? Well, I'd want to. I'd want to see what uh, why they were wanting to medicate. So, is this for performance? Is this for relief? Uh, I'd want to know. Uh, what their cannabis usage has been like, what their what their history is like with it, uh, how they would want to feel on it, if they would want to feel anything on it. But what would you tell them? What would you tell them? Not what would you ask them before you started them? What would you tell them? What would you say, this is why you should use cannabis? This is the safest, this is the safest way to help yourself. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. How about you? What has it done that you would tell somebody <clears throat> who's thinking, they come up to Nate, I was thinking about using cannabis. Aside from saying, yo, here's a blunt that will no longer, because I got all these extra blunts lying around. Um, I guess for me, it all comes back to nerves. And a lot of people, when they come in, that's one of the, even people who spar with me sometimes, it's like, oh my gosh. If anything, I'd be like, oh, smoke so. Like, and then take I can't hear Yeah, take a hit. Yeah, you won't remember. You know, it'll calm you down a bit. That. You know, take a hit of the vape, it'll calm you down a bit. And all right. Take that job. And, okay. And, do and it hasn't, uh, it hasn't negatively impacted you guys in any way. Well, uh, I appreciate you guys. We're going to plug everybody in a second. I'm just going to hand this over to Tyler so he can tell us some news. A little news? Okay. And then you can all plug your things. All right. We're going to do a little follow-up to last week when I was speaking about WeedMD starting that 50-acre outdoor grow this summer. They actually just got a $39 million loan from BMO to actually expand upon that acreage in southwestern London, Ontario, which will increase their yields by a lot if they can get a few more acres out there. They're already anticipating that it will get them up to 100,000 kilograms per year. If they throw in another 50 acres, who knows, I could double, which would mean good for the shortages within the market right now. Uh, some other local, well, not local, but countrywide news right now is a woman in Nova Scotia who is a medical cannabis patient was pulled over for a routine traffic stop, hadn't used cannabis for about six to eight hours. She felt that she was wrongfully like stereotyped, and she was given the saliva test and tested positive for THC. No amount was disclosed because the current test does not disclose an amount. It just says if it's active or not within their system. Wow. So it can stay active into your, in your saliva much longer than you would actually be impaired. Mm-hmm. So she, was, she went back to – she got pulled in and taken into custody. She was given an impairment test and passed with flying colors. <laughs> so now she didn't get arrested for impaired driving, but she's challenging the law and um, suing basically the – or challenging the law to – try and get it abolished, I guess, because she feels that it is against her human rights and they wasted her time, her money, 
And she was just driving her son to her friend, his friend's house, and wasted all that time. That is a big waste. Pulling her in, and she has MS and uses cannabis oh, daily. So if she doesn't use cannabis daily, you can see where she might end up, which would be horrible. This this saliva test tests the THC in your body. Like it just tests if it's positive. It doesn't tell you if it's active. Nothing. So it's cannabinoids. Yeah, it's cannabinoids. It can yeah. be there for thirty days. Yeah, but she, she three said, months. Three months. She, she said that uh, it was about six or eight hours before she had used cannabis. She knew that she was safe to drive. Was not impaired in any way. I would love to test. Passed the yeah. test with flying colors. There's some tweets that lawyers have put out saying that she's gonna easily win this against yeah. the, in the oh, human yeah. tracking. She's such a medical patient. Absolutely. Yeah, one hundred percent. Which she should. Yes. What's your and question? Finally, someone's challenging this. Is there no like. way to test like the, the actual amount? So, so right now, so he's like stealing the day. So right now, there is, the law is it's between for if you're not a medical patient, it's between two or zero point two nanograms to zero point five nanograms within one milliliter of your blood. That's how you actually get charged with the. Uh, impaired driving. Yeah. If you're under 19, there's no no tolerance. Right, if you right. have THC in your system, you're gonna get arrested. But, but the test is is just it, if it's active. Mm-hmm. So if like if you get the, tested, <laughs> I just read all this today. If you get tested with two nanograms, there's a thousand dollar fine and your license could be suspended. If you test over five nanograms, you're getting an impaired driving. Okay. But oh, so shit. So that test so happens. Does so. it happen roadside? Though. Okay. That does not happen roadside. The saliva test happens roadside, gotcha. but because you test positive, they can pull you in and oh, take yes. your blood. Gotcha. So here's what I'm going to say, because I do testing. That's my research. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, some of my research is done on that. Now, I don't know. The numbers are great that he, he had them, because I didn't even have them off the top of my head. So awesome. Uh, we don't actually have a level of impairment. So any number that currently the police use is arbitrary. It's not based on any valid sound evidence. Mm -hmm. It's based on what they've started doing in the States where they just picked arbitrary numbers. Um, And then CAMH has been doing a little bit of uh, a little research using alcohol, um, like as um, using the same tests they do for alcohol as their, uh, as their standard. Um, those numbers, none of that actually works. It is written into the law right now. Though. It is in the law, but the, but it'll never hold up in court, not right. currently. Now, I do have a, a I do have a way of testing. I actually have a portable breath analyzer that was at my grand opening when we opened Here. in Burlington. Yeah, um, it's not mine. It's a German company that uh, has produced. Uh, they basically came to me with this. Ma- ma- it's almost like a mass spectrometer. Uh, that they use to detect biological warfare, and it has a wand on it. And oh. they said, can we figure it out? So she put a hose on it. And it worked amazing. And it tests down to like the one one trillionth of, uh, really? yeah, of uh, whatever it is. It wasn't in nanograms, though. It tests in like uh, voltage. Is it breath? Or is <clears throat> it's it breath, okay. and it works very well. It's valid. It's, it's, it, is, it works perfectly. Wow. I'm not going to go into all the details why we're not there right and why it's not there. It has to do with some issues with the worldwide patents on these things, Germany and all the companies. But in the meantime, I had the damn machine. But I do have – I am going to – we're actually currently looking for seed funding. Not even seed funding. We're looking for a raise to to, uh, be able to redevelop this – or work on the the rely the recoil of it. It takes too long for the machine to. You need to be under three minutes basically if you're going to do a roadside test. It takes about eight minutes for the machine to reset itself. So there's more research and development to do it, but it works really well. Actually, I took it to the MTO 
uh, actually brought a buddy of mine who was vaping in front of eight lawyers on the other side and the MTO. And we had a whole bunch of guys like uh, market market guys there, venture capitalists. And these guys were like, oh, why didn't you – the MTO was like, oh, why didn't you bring us to us first? And we're like, ah, uh, because that would take years. <laughs> government works. But uh, the end – they also are only interest. It's interesting because the government they basically said, "Well, we've gone down the road of looking at the nanogram pathway, so we don't really care about any of the other valid methods." It's weird. It's very strange. But so in the meantime, it's just an arbitrary number they use right now. Yep. Easily fightable. Listen, if you look at drug driving altogether, the conviction rate of drug driving is less than one percent because we have no valid way of testing it. By the way, this device can test any ten drugs at any given time. I can. We can set it to test anything. I can test your narcotic and it be valid. So we can do all those things. Eventually it'll come out, but mm-hmm. currently Tyler's totally correct. So plug yourselves. Let's go through. That's good enough. So, hold oh, hold on. Last thing to say about that law. So if you are a medical patient, always have your prescription with you because as a medical patient, they don't really apply that law to you. It's more of right. the cop's discretion. So to always have your script with you. That makes a lot of sense, actually. In uh, that that came from Ireland. Ireland's law is if you're a, a recreational patient in the law, you uh, you ha- are are have to abide by the nanogram stuff in your blood. But if you're a medical patient, they don't roadside test you. Right. Anyway, okay. Plug, plug away. Why don't we start there, Nate? What do you want to talk? What do you want to plug? Uh, nothing. Just you, check out my Instagram, Nate Stark MMA. Beauty. Mr. Hamilton Vape. Hamilton Vape. What you got coming up? Uh, we got some upcoming events. Uh, the Cannon Crawl um, with the Organja Society out Woo-hoo. in Toronto, April 13th. The Rastafari and then, Society. And yeah. then we got uh, 420 yes. back home in Hamilton. What are the dates? April 13th and April 20th. Oh, so it's on right on for back to back. All right. Back to back. Vacation. Vacation. That's what it is. That's hey, listen. I'm gonna I'm finishing. We're making t-shirts. What do you got going on? Same thing. It's okay. Same thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you sure? Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I would like same thing. I would like you to add cannabis amnesty to that. Okay, so April thirteenth, of course, is the organja market that we're doing uh, in Toronto. That's an important market because it's Opening up the way for opportunities for folks who are not getting the opportunity and are being kept, you know, on the back burner and in the back rooms during this whole legalization thing. So um, check out Cannabis Amnesty. I'm also the volunteer coordinator. It's, you know, all tied in together what we're doing and what we're standing for. So check it out. Sign the petition. You know, if you agree that it's BS that a lot of people are still doing time for what we're all celebrating right now, which is total bullshit. Seems weird. Seems weird. Are there, there's, there's people still in prison. Of course there are. Well, people we're, are still getting that's charged. So, weird, eh? so that's April 13th. And then, of course, Anthony already mentioned 420 here in Hamilton. But whatever you do, there's all kinds of stuff happening across the city. Get out and celebrate. Enjoy. This is the first year that we can do it and exercise it's our quote-unquote rights. Mm. Right? So let's do it. Yeah. We don't need a march anymore. Don't need a march anymore. <laughs> yeah. true. Is there? There's no. Yeah. Well, I, wonder, I the guess there will be. I don't know if there will be. GMM. I always went to it. I don't know if it's the GMM will happen yeah. this year. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, you well, can well. reach me Angela. at uh, AngelinaLest. Call you Angela. AngelinaLest on Instagram. You can reach us at uh, at Blessed Edibles on Instagram or mm-hmm. BlessedEdibles.com. Uh, big shouts to at Striking Concepts, uh, myself and Nate's trainer, who trains us out of uh, Southside Muay Thai on Saint Clair. 
uh, with their love and appreciation. You ever spend with them? With Nate? Yeah, all day. Yeah, really? <laughs> I kick her in the leg all the damn time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, do you use a toe kick? Of course. Oh, Good. God. <laughs> uh, uh, do you ever get them? You ever did? Do, do any of your her kicks, the, her kicks are she she good kick. kick. She can kick. But you I just, just move. kick her in the body when she gets too uppity. Yeah, oh my I, God. I, yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. I, I, see, I see that. You just got to move. That's it. Just move. <laughs> just move. It's that easy. Yeah, big, love, big love to our gym for supporting all the fucking toe kicks. And, uh, uh, Throwing a couple for those guys. So we we'll only, swear one more we time. We only have one quarter left. And just a massive reminder that brain health is super important and being a good martial artist is super important and uh, keeping your hands up is the most important thing you could fucking do. So there we go. Yeah. 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 Keep, Keep so, your hands uh, up. Big massive love and respect to anybody training in martial arts and Muay Thai and knowing the struggle that goes on with that and that it is the best place for um, for your own therapy to get over anxiety and things like that. It is the hardest thing that we could do as martial artists. So getting kicked in the head and fucking kicked in the head. So you can't no. swear anymore. We're out. Okay. Can, We're I a, can I throw in a piece of chocolate or something? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, everybody. That does it. Uh, that does it for me. Um, Al, don't, uh, don't forget. Hold the goat. Al, plug. What are you, what's the thing? Where do we hold go? The goat. Oh, you want to make sure that uh, if you're, if you're having issues with opioids, give us a call at hope. Uh, you can find information at gunjanistas.com. Amazing yeah. project. Hope, Hope is yeah. doing is an amazing project Love in this it. city, working on uh, helping people off of opioids. Uh, it's it's awesome. And I'm going to be heading over there as well to help out because I believe in it. That's my like special awesome. special I'm area. Forward to that. I'll come volunteer. Anyway. And uh, don't forget to check out uh, my Instagram, Dr. Ira Price. Don't forget to check out our YouTube, which is uh, The Higher Estate. And uh, check out Synergy Health Services if you want as well. That'll be great. And that's all I got to say. What a fun show this was. Yeah. All right. Yeah, peace. Peace out. Peace out. Hey, this is Chief. This is Chong. And you're listening to Lifestyle Radio. What is it? Lifestyle Radio. Say it one more time. 420 Radio. Ooh. You're listening to Lifestyle Radio. Wednesday is an action-packed day here at 420radio.ca. At noon Eastern, we get things started with cannabis and coffee with marijuana. Then at 3 p.m., the doctor is in. We can catch the higher estate with Dr. Ira Price. Finish up the evening at 8 p.m. with the award-winning Pace Radio Show with myself, Al Graham, and my rotating joint host. So don't forget to tune in on Wednesdays, I mean Wednesdays, when we can catch these live shows and their guests only here at 420radio.ca. So what are you doing? Nothing. Nothing? Why not? Trying to get on this Lifestyle Radio website. Sounds like a cool website. Yeah, it's alright. Oh, I might have it. You might have it. You're listening to Lifestyle Radio. The opinions expressed during this show are those of the individual participants and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of their associated organizations or Lifestyle Radio.